So if you're comfortable, we can start now. Yeah, sure. Okay, so you're talking about F&B. Yeah, uh, actually, F&B, you need passion. Actually, you need passion because uh, it depends on the location also where you are working. Mm. So uh, for those who actually love cooking, they will keep on exploring new cooking methods and then uh, new dishes coming out. But uh, when you want to take it as a job, is it's quite hard la, for those because uh, F&B is uh, long working hours mm. and then uh, the place is hot. And then, uh, you know, a lot of time that uh, all those uh, new cooks, they might think, well, why are my chef uh, shouting at me? Actually, they are not shouting because of the environment is very noisy. It's uh, all the exhaust, uh, gas mm. are burning, cooking, everything cutting. So they speak louder in order to pass the message clearly to the cooks who are helping him, assistants, uh, all that. So some they don't understand. They thought, this chef, uh, who I come in from work until finish, uh, you can hear him shout, 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 shout. <coughs> it's a very masculine kind of environment also. Yeah. yeah. So, so they have to pass you the correct message. When I was in uh, Poly, right, mm. I used to work in a Chinese restaurant. Oh, okay. I don't know, ever, I don't know whether you've been there before. Last time, there's this restaurant called Bao Ping Chun. The the owners imported this tree from Australia, right? There's shaped like a bottle one. Mm-hmm. So the name of the restaurant is called Bottle Tree Restaurant. Okay. They used to have one in Sambawang, all the way inside the the beach there, right? There's a old Kangpong Mosque. You go in even further, right? They have a restaurant over there. So is this still there? No. Now they because the I think the land the lease they finish already. Oh. So I think they move somewhere, but I'm not sure where they are now. Mm. The other thing is, if you pass by Katip MRT to Yochukang MRT, you mm-hmm. see the there's this place Okto, right? Yeah. Got prawning, got restaurant, yeah, yeah, got yeah. multiple restaurants inside. Last time, restaurant last time always saw good down there, walking, <laughs> storing uh, the goods. The first restaurant that took over that space, right, is Bottle Tree. Oh, okay. So they used to take over that space. And I used to work as the uh, kitchen, not say kitchen runner, because kitchen runner is working in the kitchen. I used to work as the, so I would, Take the dishes from the kitchen okay. out to the serving area for the waiter to dispatch okay, the dishes. Okay, okay. Okay. So the Tao uh, the PT, uh, wow, famously notoriously bad one. <laughs> and somehow uh, he has the look uh, to go with it, you know. <laughs> he looked like a uh, Pailang basically. Okay. So Chinese restaurant, uh, one of the key dishes that we sell of course is seafood la. yeah so my boss has this uh philosophy right the fish uh, that is goes out to the customer right yeah as long as the customer reject say that the fish is not fresh right yeah they will reserve another fish so the customer already and that one considered buang already la, because that dish the customer already you know the dish they already tried before mm-hmm. and they say hey, 老板, Wow, one time I tell you the Tao Chiu was so angry. Uh. He was, you know, holding his chopper and holding his ladder and all. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, taking the chopper, so much you know, so I can totally relate the you know about the environment. To you now, right? What is the difference between a career and a job and something that just Rice on the table, bread on the table. Okay, uh, 
to me a career career means uh, uh, you you start from something totally you don't understand you, you 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 start from zero start from scratch and then you go all the way up because so much passion in that particular things you do i think that will make a good career for your life but if you are skipping here and there hopping here and there i i don't think you can uh, actually focus on the career you're just focusing on doing a job mm. so whoever pays you well we will go there uh, as for me i this is many years i've been uh, doing part time i don't hold a full time job because of my commitment okay. i i'm a prison volunteer and then uh, we do we have support groups outside and then uh, we do after care also which means that uh when those uh brothers inside they finish their sentence so we are outside helping them which is called after care which means that uh, we help them to look for jobs if uh, they are rejected by their family we will help them to uh, find a place to stay first uh, for the time being maybe the halfway house or a three quarter house and then uh, at the same time we try to uh, help him build up his uh, foundation which means that his life so uh, we hope that they will not be going back to their old friends it doesn't means that their old friends are no good because we have to bring them out of the comfort zone because they are so used to that lifestyle their old friends the the, the language they use the the lingo they have so they cannot break the cycle very fast they will go back they will relapse and then go back to their old ways again so we are trying to help them help them find a new environment yeah also to journey with them provided if they want this is a volunteer job yes not paid not paid okay so that's why i i i have to work part time to to support myself so i thanks god lah i have a very uh, good wife okay uh, we divorce and we marry again Oh, <laughs> after how many years? After about seven years. So divorce for seven years. Yeah, then remarry uh, again. We were separated for about seven years, and then uh, we go through a divorce, and then uh, in 2016 we 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 married again. Okay, yeah. you went back to reconcile the relationship. Uh, actually, we still maintain a. Uh, uh, A, a very good relationship lah as friends lah, so uh, things just happen. That's mm. why uh, I always encourage those who have my background. I'm a four-time drug addict. Okay, I went in prison, all related to drugs for four time. So the last during the last time when I was out, I went to a halfway house, but was not successful for the first second time. Okay, the first time I stay in a in the halfway house for a program about a year then i left and then i backslide i go back to drugs again then uh, after three months then i go to another halfway house mm. so after detoxing and then uh, i stay there for seven months but after three months stay i go back to drugs again i I even took drugs in the halfway house what that was very bad so uh, this is the the thing that uh the Troubled me for many many years, and uh, I, I I always feel bad when I I I meet the director there. So 
I go back to drugs again, and then I left the halfway house, was chased away. So uh, I go back again. <laughs> what is a halfway house? Okay, halfway house are a non-profit organization that was uh, started by some uh, ex-offender. So they have a passion, they have a burden to help these people, be it uh, alcohol addiction, gambling addiction, or even drug addiction. So some might just, uh, they have no place to go after they they, they uh, finish their sentence or they're being chased out by the family because of some attitude, character problem or that. So these people, might some who know, they might go to a halfway house. So halfway house provide them a place to stay. So halfway house is the organization, the volunteer organization? Yes. <coughs> just like uh, Helping Hand, we have mm. Teen Challenge, we have New Carries, we have Breakthrough Mission, all that. They are very big. They are, we are very, very, they are well known now, mm. and then there are some smaller one, which is uh, uh, started by some uh, pastor and then all that. I'm curious uh, now that you are talk- talking about this, right? Yeah. When you are a drug addict, yeah. Wouldn't you get uh, caught by the police and you will be in prison or in DRC? How come you get the opportunity to be in a halfway house instead? Okay, when if we are caught, if we are caught, we will be sentenced to TRC. Mm. And then uh, there is a program. If uh, they have a regular family visit, they might uh, give them the program that they can go back. Okay, they will release them about six months to one year earlier under a program scheme that they can go back to their home and then they can go and work. But they still have to report to the camp. Mm. for urine test and then some will be uh, have a halfway house program that means they, they the halfway house people will come and interview them like breakthrough teen uh, challenge uh, helping hand all that so they can go to this halfway house so they go there partially is to learn to 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 uh, go back to society like mm-hmm. reintegrate back to society but uh it also depends on the mindset of these people. That's why we are going into prison. We try to help them to change their mindset. Because I always believe there are three types of people who go to walk into a halfway house. Now we can walk in also, of course, after mm. interview. Then uh, if we need detox, then they will send us to like IMH or even NAMS to do a detox and they will go and fetch us and bring us to the halfway house. So back to the three character mm. in the halfway house. Normally I was set at three character. The first one, I want to quit my drug addiction, which was my first time when I checked into a halfway house. Not successful. Because why? After my detox, after I quit my addiction, my character never changed. My attitude never changed. My group of friends never changed. So it's very fast. I go back, I'm still in that cycle. It's just like acting, I'm putting on a mask, I go there to do something, and then, but everything is the same. That means abusing drug is just a byproduct of the whole environment <laughs> and the whole kind of people that you mix with and all. Yeah, many times <coughs> we like to blame. We like to push the blame separate out. Mm. 
公司公司嘅 ，that 哇 my boss 啦 ，he don't trust me 啦 ，because of my background 啦，哎呀 my family 啦 ，they don't trust me 啦 ，I go in for five years seven years I come out they look at me like alien like that outcast me like that， 所以是 people like us we like to share。What I am now is because of you guys. So we are trying very hard to change that type of thinking. Addiction is a choice. We make that choice, but we push the blame to others. So it's a very lousy excuse. See, our family, our friends, they love us. No family member will. Hey, you got no money? Come, I give you some money. You go and take drugs. Oh, I can buy drugs for you. No. Our family members, our friends, won't do that to us. It's a choice we make, but we just like to push the blame away because of you. I go back to drug because of this, because of that. So you see, we are trying very hard to change this type of thinking. So for the first character is, we go in to change, quit our drug addiction. Then the cycle remains. Second, second type of character is that ah,、uh, they got no place to go. Their family kick them out. Because of their attitude, their character problem at home, they bring a lot of nonsense at home. So the family rejected them, and so they got no pay, nowhere to go. They go to halfway house, because halfway house provide food, provide a place for them to stay. If they go out and work, they were even、uh, paid pocket money every month. Okay, some some halfway house they pay quite a lot. <coughs> So this is the second type of people. For the third type of people, they go in. They are very sincere. They say, "God, you help me to change my life."、Mm. That was the third time I go to a halfway house. I pray to God. I say, "God, you help me change my life." Most of the halfway house are, are, are Christian based, faith based.、Uh, there is uh, one uh, Buddhist, one.、Mm. okay, Green Heaven, Ching Song, and then、uh, there is two Islam.、Uh, Jamia and Petapis,、mm. and there is a Hindu also. There's a Hindu halfway house also. I think it's an ashram.、Mm. And then there's a female halfway house also in Singapore.、Mm. Only one and only the turning point. So it's a halfway house. Yeah, that means that、okay. we are going through halfways of our life. Okay. So it's like a checkpoint. It's like like a, a, a transit.、Mm. That means we cannot make it by our own. That's why we have to go in. And let people help us. So these shelters, as a whole, they are referred to as halfway house. Yes. But there are different operators and different、yes. organizations、yeah. who operate all these halfway houses. Yes. Yes. Ah.、Uh, so then again, so that means you people who are in the halfway house are not caught by the police for their drug abuse. Um. Some are not caught. Some they walk in. Okay. Because they they we some of us last time we try like we try our best to quit our addiction but we cannot make it. Mm. So so we walk to a halfway house and then、uh, ask the 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 director of the place to help us lah. Oh, because in Singapore it's illegal to use drugs. Yes. So that means if you are、um, asked to do a urine test, yeah, and there are traces of drugs in your urine, that means you can be charged in court. Yeah, and normally, it's a criminal、uh, offense. Depend on the 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 drugs you are using. Okay, uh, I think for heroin straight away they they. It will, <laughs> it will be automatic. Go to DRC without without trial. So can I go to a halfway house and say admit that I have a heroin addiction and ask them to help me? Can, 
Okay. So they were, uh, we, we were arranged uh, to uh, like send you to IMH to do a detox first. But I will not be charged? No. Oh, okay. So there are still chances uh, for, for those who really think they want to quit their addiction before they get caught. Mm. Uh, how, how does a detox in IMH work? Uh, normally IMH, they, they give you supplement. No? Oh. So uh, for, for me, uh, all this year, I understand that uh, if you are using uh, another, another substance to quit this substance, uh, I think 99% is not successful. La. Which is what they are doing in IMH? Yeah. So that means they are... Oh, okay. Okay. So they are not. So do they treat the symptom of because we know that drug abuse when yeah. they do not have access to uh, the materials yeah. to the substance, yeah. the body may experience some withdrawal symptoms. Yeah, right? yes, yes, definitely. So for the withdrawal symptoms is uh, normally for those uh, who are doing those uh, eyes, um, those mad. So normally they will sleep because this 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 drug keeps them awake, keeps us awake. So normally we don't sleep for days. Then after that, our withdrawal normally we go and sleep. And this oh. is also the scariest part that people believe they will not get hooked by using this mat. Because they can just go and sleep and yes. after they wake up, they have... Yeah. So they, they have the, uh, the, the, the thoughts that I'm not, I'm not hooked to these drugs. Mm. Actually... We talk about addiction. Anything can be addicted, not just drugs. Social media, handphones, porn. Yeah, handphones. You see, mm, handphone. How many of us can wake up for one week? We put our handphone away. First thing we do, we will scroll uh, any WhatsApp or not, any message or not, uh, Facebook, Instagram, everything. So that one consider is uh, addiction. Mm. If you cannot keep something away for you for one two days, ah. Uh, you, you need that thing, that means it, you are addicted to that thing. Even food. Some people, without chili, they can eat. Mm. They die, die, they must have chili. Okay. So these are all parts of the addiction. And then, uh, I think recently, there's a lot of new cases coming up about youngsters being caught during operations. I think as young as 14, 15, 16 years old. So it's quite scary. I think they are moving into all these schools now who is they these uh, drugs oh. for sure okay. many of them going into schools because of our high standard of living in Singapore most of the parents both have to go to work and because they cannot spend too much time with the children mm. they tend to uh, use monetary they tend to give them a little bit more so you can go and eat your favorite food. Okay, you don't have to go hungry, everything. But many of the children, they don't understand this. They thought that their parents don't love them. Mm. And then this pusher, they are smart. Because why? All these children got easy access to extra money. So they are the best to attack. So there are a lot of uh, new addicts coming up. Uh, which is uh, below 30 years old. I think uh, especially now I read, I, I saw on the paper that uh, LSD is coming back, which is called stem. Mm. It looks like a stem, very small. You put it under the tongue and then you start to have erosion. 
And I think recently there was a case, right? A 22 years guy jumped down after he, he have OSD. It's quite sad. Mm. I'm always curious, like, how are these, like, why are these, like, where do they get the sources from? Oh, there is always a way to get the sources, lah. Because you see, you got friends, and then uh, you see them; they do <coughs> very well. Especially some, you see, render, drive sport car, stay in condo, then don't have to work. So some might felt curious. How come this brother no need to work? This big brother like no need to work. So and then every time you can go clubbing, right? Spend big money. Ah, uh, we all do very mm. chill one beside him, and, yep. and then they get curious. Ah, uh, they envy the lifestyle. How many of, how actually how many people can live this uh, lifestyle unless mm. they are, they are, they come from very rich family, yep. la. So normally it's drugs. Uh. So they are pushing drugs, drugs. Drugs was the fastest and easiest way to get money because you don't have to do sales. Everybody automatic they will come to you if you have the supply. Mm. Go and look for money and look for you. Mm. And also now the demographics of people who abuse substance yes. may not be the same as what people conventionally think that yeah. are those people who abuse substance. Yeah, then they think they are cool. Yeah, I'm cool because uh, this substance it actually uh, actually it uh, make your mind uh, make your mind think likewise other things. It may sabotage your thinking. That oh, after I take drugs, I relax one corner. I never go and disturb people, and then slowly it become a new norm. Mm. Yeah, I never go and disturb people. Ma. I relax my by myself. Ma. What's your problem? All that see, it start to 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 uh, make us think this way. Some of them might be even highly educated, high income. Yeah, just very stressed from work. Yeah, and they do what you just said. Yeah. I buy, yeah, I relax I, one corner. Yeah, I enjoy the experience, and I never disturb anybody. Yeah, but uh, we thanks God lah. Singapore is very strict on this thing, and then uh, our government has put in a lot of effort together with uh, our police force and then CMBs and then also public. So that's why we have a very safe place now. You can you imagine? Early in the morning, when your children go to school, and then you start worrying. Because canteen he can buy drugs, provision shop he can get drugs, and even everybody on bus stop pushing drugs, MRT station pushing drugs. <laughs> Imagine that scenario. Mm. It's very scary, you know. When do you first start abusing substance? Oh, which year? Very young. <laughs> When I was nine years old, I'm fifty one now. Uh. I was born in nineteen seventy one. That means nineteen before nineteen seventy eight, seventy nine. 80, in, in the 80s, 80s you are because uh, my father is an opium addict. So from a young age, I was uh, exposed to all these activities. We stay in a one-room flat, uh, those HDB one-room flat. So everybody see everybody. So I was exposed to all these activities, and then uh, slowly, because of uh, the opium is very hard to to get as time goes by. Uh, So he was introduced to heroin by the neighbors, lah. Mm. So uh, I see all this, and then uh, sometimes when he had withdrawal, because my father's not just smoke, take drugs, he also he also drink, and uh, he also gamble. 
So you can imagine ah, uh, when all these thing is not good to him ah, uh, on that very day, and then he had a withdrawal. Uh, so there's a lot of violence at home. Uh. Then uh, my mum left us uh, when uh, I was uh, seven years old, and because of all this violence at home, uh, so I cannot find love at home lah. Uh. Mm. So what do I do? I outsource lah. Uh. So I go to the neighborhood and look for love lah. Uh. So uh, mix with the boys. Okay. And it's a very open, open neighborhood, yeah, yeah, right? All yeah. the kids are running around. Yeah, and then okay. uh, some are <coughs> sniffing grooves, and then also some are popping pills, some are sleeping pills, drinking. So I just mix with them uh, because easier to mix, ma. And then I don't, don't, I, I don't like to study so hard. Not during my days, ah, uh, we have to go to library, lah. Not like now, ah, uh, you Google everything, come out. Mm. It's so convenient, and then it's so smart. Our kids are very smart now, mm. not like our days. If you have to go go to uh, do any research, you have to go to national library, mm. the one and only. Mm. Not like now, we have so many libraries in our neighborhoods. So I choose the other way, lah. So it makes with them easier, lah. So I start sniffing glue. I start popping pills, smoke, drink, everything before I even get my IC. <laughs> mm. You have siblings. Yeah, I have an elder brother. Okay. Yeah, he's doing quite well now. He's different from me, lah. Okay. Yeah. So even during when you were younger, he didn't get mixed in the mixed up in the neighborhood. Ah uh, no, he mixed with some friends better one. Uh, all those. Okay. Uh, now I that in hindsight, right? Now mm. that you are in your fifties, right? Yeah. And let's say you think about what happened to your elder brother, uh-huh. his journey, and your journey, right? Yeah. So is company the biggest difference? Who you mix with? Yeah, I I totally and strongly believe that the people who we mix with uh, will groom us to someone we are today. Just like honeybees, I always like to quote this. You see honeybees, they work very hard. Sometimes you can see one or two. You don't see them comes in group and then in the hot sun, they go to collect pollen and then they go back to their hives. It's very hard work. But end of the day, they produce honey. What else? You can see house fries. They like to go in groups. Normally, they go for free free food lah. They don't work lah. So you see, normally you can see where they land mm. most of the house. So I always encourage that hard work to pay off lah. So uh, all these years, the only thing I regret. Is that uh, I never study hard during my younger days? Mm. Yeah, your brother did. Yeah, my brother did. Okay, my but your English is very good. Ah, uh, I learn on my way lah. Okay, I learn uh, as years goes by. I talk a lot. I like to talk. I, I yeah. like to outreach to people. Okay, and then uh, even now, uh, I have a tour. I have I lead a tour. Uh, it's a partnership with uh, AOL Architect of Life mm. called Triad Trails. So uh, it's a tour about uh, the older days and uh, about gangs and uh, drugs. So this tour is uh, somewhere around uh, Boat Key to Chinatown area. So we bring them around and then uh, to see some special sightings. Uh. So you can see. Yeah, 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 yeah. The he- the legacy lah. Yes. Okay. And then things they might not know lah. Where do you used to hang out as a as a Xiao Hun Hun? <laughs> I used to be at my kampong uh, and then I start to run around. Mm. 
So AOL, the architect of life, yes, is the operator of this tour. Yeah, they also uh, they also uh, design programs and trainings to help all those uh, youth at risk, and then uh, also they're helping ex offender to to uh, help them to uh, get back their confidence when they reintegrate back to society. So this is how the tour comes about. Okay, I got another partner. We started all this uh, together with Bruce Matthew. I, I believe you know him, uh, Bruce Matthew. Mm. So we started this with the AOL team. They have a group of people, volunteers behind to help us look for some history of the places. Do and some research. Uh, on yeah, and then also we do our own also. Lah. So that's where I learned. Actually, from starting, it was a very big challenge to us. We never lead tour before. I, I don't even can even imagine I can memorize all those history part. So how long has this been going on? How long uh, have you been since doing? COVID? I think uh, it's more than a year now. Okay. So I have to 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 go and uh, research all those history of the the places, and then I have to memorize by heart, and then how I execute them to my 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 clients when I I bring them out to walk and. Explain to them about the places. I think it's a big challenge to me, and I accepted this challenge. And uh, I always have a, a quote for myself: la. "I'm always doing things that I never done before." Mm. That's how I learn, and I also hope that I can bring this message out to more people like my background, which is an uh, ex-offender, that uh, don't stop learning. So. How we started all this, and then uh, now we also train new tour, tour guys. Guy. Mm. Yeah, so they are mostly ex-offender also, and then also uh, we train them to become table hosts, which that uh, they host the the clients after the tour. We will go to a restaurant to have a dinner or even lunch depends. Uh. So they will they will host them and mm. share with them their stories, their life story, testimony, all that. So, so are you a shareholder of the tour? Uh, or are you an employee? Partner. I'm just a partner. You are a partner of the tour. Yeah. So okay. we go, we are paid, and then uh, we train other people. La. Okay. So this is also another uh, source of income for, for them and for us also. Mm. So I think it's very meaningful. Mm. Then we can uh, share about our life, then more people know about our life. Actually, we are not that bad. <laughs> How frequently are these tours... Because actually that was how I got to know you as well. <laughs> because I was looking at um, Six Sophie's platform. Mm-hmm. Then I saw that uh, this bunch of young ladies, they went to this tour. Actually, they went for the one. That one was a, a, a new new, new role. New, new yeah. mm-hmm. So what happens? And I saw that you're even like, there are some things that you'll go through with them like some chicken blood or something like yeah yeah that yeah. was the uh, the richer part la. actually oh. is the it's the time when uh, there there are certain groups of uh, people or gangs uh, or secret society they have to go through this richer so uh, not all now just more this is more to those homemen uh, uh, they call it homemen mm. uh, more they have this richer so I just to uh, show them a bit uh, what is actually going on. So have you been in the secret society before or have you always been more of a solo drug abuser? 
I was once, I was once a member during my younger days, and uh, after my NS, I left. I left, and then uh, I start mixing with others, lah, which means which is uh, not of the same gang, lah. So until I go to drugs, I go back to drugs again, and then I start to distance myself from all these people. But even though you have distance, you still go back to your ways two, three times, three, four times. Yeah, because uh, they are different now. We are we are more close to drug addicts. Oh, so especially sometimes uh, I have a conversation with the uh, prison department, uh, some officers inside. And then uh, we were discussing uh, about the system now, and then uh, they asked me, Elvin, how 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 do you think the system now in the prison, the DRC, uh, are we improving during your time? The time now, I say, of course, is we are improving. We are you're putting a lot of effort to help ex-offender, especially addicts. Uh. But there is there is a problem which uh, I. I think I, I I always bring out to them. I say, if we wanted to help them, but we keep them all together. You see, all the DRC are drug addicts. So all the drug addicts, when they are putting into one single hall, one single shell or what, do you think they can change? They actually maximizing their network. <laughs> they get to know more people. So, how to change? Especially when they they are out and then they go for urine tests, uh, they will see one another mm. very often. For those who are not so not so strong, they will easily be tempted. So it's quite scary, lah. That's why I always uh, encourage uh, those uh, who are leaving, finishing their sentence. I advise them to go to a halfway house because oh. at least you go to a halfway house, you are supervised. So self check into halfway house. Yeah, this is my advice to them lah. I encourage them to do this. It's not somewhere of of course ah backfire. They say, "Wow, well, I just finished my sentence from prison. Now we want we go halfway house again mm. to to con- continue another sentence." You see, they have this mindset, but actually, this is helping them. You cannot prove anything when you leave the prison. You are just serving your 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 sentence. Your character never change. Everything never change. This is your sentence. You think you are good? I don't think so. Because why? You are isolated. You are kept in a prison cell. You cannot do anything. You don't have anything. But once you are a free man, you walk out from that gate. You are free to do anything. That's the time to prove yourself. You you can be in the prison for five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. But you cannot prove yourself you are good, because why? You got nothing to do inside there. You can do nothing inside there. But it's totally different when you step out of the gate. Just like a piece of meat, you throw it in a freezer. It's fr- frozen. Once you take out from the freezer, it will rot. Unless you marinate it. Mm. So so that's the that's the that's the thing that. Uh, we we hope they can understand. So going to halfway house might help them to build their character, and then also uh, to to know new groups of friends and volunteers. Hmm. Yeah, the volunteers, yeah. which can provide some support. 
So when you talk to people like the officers, when you talk about this issue that you see, right? People, you know, this environment whereby they are all congregated together. Have you ever brainstormed about any possibilities that you think can improve the system that you have shared with them? Uh, that's that's why we are doing uh, aftercare. We 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 are very strong in in uh, believing in uh, aftercare. Aftercare, which is uh, when they left prison, when they, they finish the sentence, or even when they go to a halfway house, we start to befriend them. Mm. That's why we have a, a, a we have volunteers group, we have a support group in the helping hand. A group of uh, ex offender, a very big group. So you all hope to inspire them. We were being inspired by others during our time of incarceration. So uh, some brothers who 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 finish the sentence and then they go to a halfway house and then they become good and then they come back to prison to serve. Mm. So we were inspired by this group of people and then we were ask ourselves if these this, this, this brothers can make it. I also want to make it. But how? The, 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 there is a question mark there. How? So we have to mix with them and learn from them. And for them, they can better relate to you because it's the same same background. Yes, precisely. Mm. I think about someone who is uh, getting released from prison. Mm-hmm. You look at Singapore's environment now, right? I can imagine it's really not easy one, you know. Things are very expensive now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, let's say just now earlier, you were talking about people who were in, inside for 10 years, for 15 years, yeah. 20 years. Uh, they come out, right? It's a brand new Singapore. Yeah, totally. Totally, right? And yes. even things like your handphone, the apps that you use and all. I don't know whether people get access to smartphones. Okay, now, now uh, the prison, prison side, they are actually helping helping them to cope. They, have, uh, they are using tablets <coughs> now to write e-letters. Mm. The prison teach them. So last time when I was uh, in DRC and then we call those officers warders, uh, mm. Now they got a very beautiful name, right? personal supervisor, okay. APS, okay? personal supervisor. So normally they got problems, they can look for this PS, their PS. Uh. And then uh, they are assessed to uh, write e-letter. And also they have a, a program to teach them how to use a smartphone for those uh, serving very long sentence one. And then, uh, of course, we, th- there is a time when we have to move in, uh, which is aftercare. aftercare. Uh, I think Singapore, quite a few a few organizations are doing very well, okay, like uh, CCS, mm. uh, Christian Counseling Service, and then also PFS, Prison Fellowship Singapore. And then uh, also for our group, Loving Hand Fellowship. Yeah, we are trying to help so much. And... Uh, and for certain, for certain things that we might not be able to assess, is that uh, we cannot outreach to their family yet. Not as uh, not like uh, those uh, prison fellowships in Singapore, because they are long enough in the, the they they can assess to their help their family. Mm-hmm. So for those of us who we met with uh, problems that the inmate have uh, at, at home. Uh, so uh, we will talk to the officer and uh, we we communicate with the officer and uh, we, we ask officer to help us to 
uh, connect them to those uh, social service groups. So this is uh, a lot of things that we have to learn, and then we have to uh, know. That means the network, how it works, because we are not allowed to visit their families. Mm. But the social service worker, yes, they can. So we will connect them. We will talk to the officer. Uh, can you help this image? His name, his number, what is his prison number? So he might facing like elderly. Uh, he got the uh, old parents at home. Then he's worried. Then we will help lah. Also, while they are serving their sentence, yes. you already befriend them inside the prison. Yeah, right? Yes, that's why we go to prison uh, every Sunday. We got different team lah. So we go in, we conduct chapel service. Mm. That means we there's a message we share, and then after that, uh, we talk to them, and then see how actually, for especially for those who are leaving soon, they are ah Sam, you got any plans or not? Uh, is it voluntary for them? Sorry, is it voluntary for them when they are in prison? Can they choose one of these groups to work with? Ah, uh, they have. Uh, they can choose to come to chapel service if they are Christian. Then, if they have other faith, then yeah, they can they, choose. They can choose to. Uh, can they also choose to just remain in their cell and not do anything? Yes, there is people who are, but normally they will still choose to come out because why? <laughs> the hall got aircon, air oh. so they can chit chat with their friends. Ah. So most of them they will choose to come out because they got two hours to meet with those friends who are not staying together in the same cell. Yeah. Hmm. Just the aircon is yeah. Just the aircon and good enough reason to yeah, go out. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, normally we are we are we are in the cell for twenty three hours every day. Uh. And then it's just a very small cubicle. Okay, so after they are released, then you follow up with them. Uh, we will see whether where they go lah. If those for those who uh, get the program in halfway house, and then uh, we will go to halfway house and visit them. So do you specifically uh, befriend drug abusers? Uh, normally now uh, I'm uh, I'm serving them. Oh, so okay. my chapel service is uh, for DRC. Oh, for DRC. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I used to meet a lot. Uh. Some just release one, two months and then you see their face again and they will shake their head. Oh, yeah, bopian, bopian. Oh, I said bopian. Mm. When they say bopian, why bopian? Temptation, okay, too strong, and then um, some might even have sibling doing drugs at home. So once they go back, of course, bopian. For me, also bopian. To be very honest, they, many of my friends they like to call us. Wow, you are all now very successful. Wow, you are so many years recovered already. But we still have a term we we like to share with them. We are not successful. We are just recovering addicts. Mm. Only until the day I die, I never backslide again. Uh. Then you can maybe you can say successful. Uh. That was uh, my way service. Uh. So still in the process? Yes. Okay. So I always share with them. That's why the people we are mixing with is very important. Mm. Just like our support groups. All these brothers are ex. So we are very sensitive on your body language, on your eyes, everything, movement. We like to call ourselves like brothers keeper. We keep an eye on one another. We uphold one another. We help one another. Mm. This this is what we we always encourage them to join a group, a support group. 
support network. Uh. Yeah, mm. we support one another. Not just like uh, recovering, also about uh, work. And then uh, how we can help you to, to uh, reconcile back with your family. So how many of these clients do you have now? Uh, we have a lot. They After they recover, they come back and join us. Oh, okay. And then uh, we try our best to groom them uh, and then to journey with them. If uh, they have the burden, then um, who knows, one day we might just uh, help them to apply a prison pass and then they will be a prison volunteer like us. Mm. So do you have people who are actively under you, like active cases? How oh does no, it work? We are all together. All together. So okay. even, uh, even the founder of uh, Lovingham Fellowship, uh, we are like brothers. So normally <coughs> when there is anything, they will hold a meeting and then discuss with everyone. Mm. I mean, everyone is involved. The average drug user, right? Yeah. How much money do they spend on drugs? Or depend on the how heavy they are on drugs. Huh? Okay. So, so let's say the average one? Average one from 20, 30 to a few hundreds a day. A it day? Depends. Yes. When you are when someone is abusing drug, the body's condition will not be optimum. They will not be able to work very well. You see, because when we take drugs, the drugs will make us feel normal after taking drugs when they are addicted to it. So if you don't have that supply, your whole body will be abnormal. Oh, so the state of normal becomes different. Uh. Yes. Uh, so you so need that constant supply to make you normal. <laughs> to feel normal. Okay. Yes. If not, there's the withdrawal symptom. And yes. The yes. And then uh, most of the drugs I take, they, after they take drugs, they don't eat well. They skip meals. Mm. And then uh, they like sweet things, very very sweet things. Okay, sugar rush. <laughs> so you see, most of the, the the those who are on heroin and all that, uh, you see, normally they they shrink down a lot. Uh. The like, body mass. Uh. Yes, after mm. I, I still remember my first arrest, I only weighed forty five kg. You can see it's, it's horrible. I still got photo with me. <laughs> So normally we don't eat the proper meal. Mm. And then our body starts to slim down. You see, this is what the drug will cause. So most drug abusers are able to hold a full-time job? Mm, normally won't. Quite hard after some time. Uh, when sometimes they, their supply is out. Or maybe their supplier was caught. So they cannot get their supply. They cannot work. Mm they will face problem working. And also, if they have a change of supplier, the charge might be different. The price of the, 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 price of the drugs they, they are taking might be different. And then, some are expensive. Then, their pay will just basically go to the supplier? Yes. yes. Or even not enough? Yeah, precisely. Then, eventually, they will have to push. Huh? So, when those who are having a full-time job one, they will get more. And then they will repack it and sell to their friends. Oh. So okay. they can cover some costs. Uh. Mm. So this is how it works uh, all these years. So after some time when you're getting heavier and heavier, you cannot work. So they will buy more supply because they already have the client base, uh, the customer base. Uh. Mm. So they straight away, they do drugs. Uh. Mm. It's 
to to people outside the scene, right? It's um, we're always a bit curious because we know that uh, CMB is very very tough. Yes, on drug abusers. Yes, and we often read in the news that CMB would have you know gone for all this operation. Just last week, there was this article about I think a seven month pregnant lady. When CMB knocked on the door, you know, she tried to yeah. escape the unit by climbing down the window, you know, even yeah. though she was pregnant and all. The desperateness, uh, you know, to escape the CMP officers, right? But it still seems like drug is an issue in Singapore that can, uh, we must always be on our toe uh, mm. to guard against drug syndicate and drug abusers. If the standard drop a bit, right, then you can imagine, like, even at this standard now, right, in Singapore, such a small, small place, whereby CMB is so committed to all these operations, and we are still having all this problem. Imagine if the standard is a bit lower, like, how big the problem would be. Yes, especially as a small country like us. Uh, if our government doesn't put in so much effort in all these drugs things, uh, gang things, uh, I think Singapore is gone. Hmm. You can see fights everywhere. You can see drugs everywhere, just like I mentioned just now. You imagine our children. Uh, you mentioned about going to school <laughs> and you not yes, not yeah. feeling that school is a safe place, yeah. right? Yeah. Who are these syndicates? These syndicates normally businessmen. Mm. These are businessmen. They don't care. They only care about the figure in their bank account. So this is the thing will get you addicted, and then uh, you will spend tons of money to to maintain your your addiction. So why is CMB? Because we always say that, like Qing Zhe Xian Qing Wang, this syndicates are so smart, and then uh, there are people who are facing financial problems, who are having uh, not so smart. That means they have some health health problems, uh, especially the mental part. So they will use them to to help them transport, like Korea. Mm. So you see, now every day there are tons of cars, lorries coming in and out Singapore custom. Okay, it's very easy for them, uh, actually. Some some quantity that will go yeah. undetected and all. Yeah. So so every day the trade is active on uh. Yes. For sure, la. because it's very good money, mm. and then everybody. I always say that you have to look for money in order to get the things. So these people, they don't have to do sales; they just have to sit at home and they have the supply is enough already. People will look for them. Yeah, make sure the handphone is fully charged. That's it. <sighs> if the handphone the low bed and then the phone is down, that's your problem. Only the addicts are panic. They are not panic. Okay. Then people always wonder if the addicts can find all this supplier. Mm-hmm. Then why can't CMB find this supplier? Most of the CMB find this supplier through the addicts, and they would catch them. Yeah, something. That's why. That's how it works uh, during the urine test or these. But you mushroom out again, lah. Some they call it okay. Normally they know. Okay. Normally they know. Who who know? All these CMB know who is oh, the, who, who are the people. But you see, one, <coughs> once you get caught, then someone will be doing again. And then there are addicts going out. There are addicts 
cannot afford, they start mm. pushing. Mm. They become runner all that. See, this cycle keeps moving on. Uh, so we are. That's why we are trying our best to help as much as we can. Uh. Out of a hundred, if I can help one, that means I can consider successful because I got another new partner for me to help me to outreach to another hundred. Mm. So we start from one. I really admire the work you are doing. Uh, this is what others did to me la, during my time mm. of incarceration. So I think that uh, I also pray to God. I say, God, if you want to use me to go back to prison to serve the people inside, and uh, I will quit my full-time job. That's, that's how it comes. <laughs> so I was with this support group and then uh, suddenly, that time I hold a full-time job. Uh, I was uh, working in a cleaning line. So you were already clean already? Yes, I was working in a cleaning line. And then uh, my friend brings me in. He was an operation manager during that time. Say, yeah, come on, come and join this company. The company is growing very fast. And then I work as a supervisor. And then I pray to God. Uh, I really envy him. I say, God, I, I want to be like him. Uh. In three years' time, I want to become an operation manager. But in less than two years, I was promoted to OM. And then uh, also there was a time after a few months of promotion, it was, I still remember it was December, and then this pastor suddenly came, the support group pastor, was, which I was with. Say, Elvin, I applied prison pass for you. Approved already. So next week you can follow me. I can bring you into a prison. You can follow. And then I was, wow, December. So I tendered my resignation uh, during that time. Why? You don't have to be full-time to go into the prison to be a volunteer? Or because you already talk to God? Yeah, because uh, I I have to keep my own promise. La. Okay. So, when my faith uh, is growing, I, I, I have a very good relationship with God. Because uh, that's, that's how my life started to change all these years. And uh, I started serving. So, for the first two years when I was uh, serving in prison, I hold a part-time job. I quit my full time and then uh, every week I will go in twice for two years. So it means uh, Tuesday and Sunday. Every Tuesday and Sunday I will go into the prison with the pastor. Then uh, after two years and then uh, God opens another door, I was with the group I am with today. Mm. So uh, I start learning new things. Uh. So this group of uh, volunteers, they actually disciple me. They train me to share and then uh, eventually, I, I even go to Bible college for a short, short period of time. It was like a miracle to me. La. It was a miracle to me. Because uh, a lot of all these uh, institutions, they, they need at least a minimum, minimum O-level. So for me, only to PSLE. Yeah, for me, only PSLE. I have to go through a lot of, of stickers uh, and challenges. And then God has sent me a lot of angels uh, during this period of time to help me to groom me and then uh, this is what we are still passing on now we groom new volunteers so we disciple them we, we train them and then uh, let them be able to to handle the class even when they are alone so that's the most important part so you cannot like rely on uh, certain people when you go in because we are training we want we want partnership. We don't want security guard. I'm not bringing you to prison to watch be a security guard for me. I want you to 
outreach to the brothers inside also. Mm. So this is what we we want. <coughs> Have you always been a Christian? Uh, I I changed my faith in uh, 2009. I accepted Christ during that time. I did my baptize in uh, 2009. What was the story behind your? Uh, I started from those uh, Pai Pai family. I went through a lot. I I learned a lot, and then uh, there was this time that uh, when I was uh, incarcerated, and uh, all this, I was curious why so many Christian counseling classes all around. So I went. I was thinking, eh, I also want to know about this Christian thing. So <laughs> I I go and tell the officer that I I want to attend chapel service. Then they look at my 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 record. They say you are Buddhist. Eh? I say yeah, I want I want to go for Christian class. So they they they, they let me go, and then uh, after after talking to all those volunteers, I I start to understand what is love. Because these people always use their Sunday to come into prison, just to talk to us, to share with us. About God, all that about love. I was thinking, these Sundays, they can, their off day, they can spend time with their family, their loved one, their parents, or whatever like girlfriend or whatever. Why these people want to come inside here all, all the way and walk there during that time? At my time, there is no aircon room. Uh, only now we have. So I was thinking, why these people? Only until the day I become volunteer myself, I understand. These people did this out of love, and actually they are sharing part of their life with us, because whenever they come in to talk to us for two hours, three hours, they lost two three hours of lifespan just because of us. Someone we don't know even know they don't even know us. So until today, I I really want to thank them for inspiring me to become a volunteer myself. So I hope that by volunteer my time and by sharing them my my stories and uh, how I overcome, I hope it can help them, encourage them, and inspire them also. Mm. That one day they also they uh, okay call it a quit. I I want to stop. So this is what we 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 hope to see lah. So there are many different kind of love, right? Boy girl romantic yeah. love. There is the <coughs> Family, parent, children, kind of love. When you talk about this kind of love, right? Like, is this a different kind of love that you have experienced in your life for the first time? This, this is, this is why when I told you that these people don't know us, why they want to spend time talking to us, encouraging us, until the day I become a politician myself, I understand it. This is something. Which the God want us to do to others, like if we cannot love people we don't don't know, uh, it's very hard for us to to love God because mm. we can't even see Him. And then uh, a lot of things we have to start from our family. So when I share with these brothers inside, I say, if you really love your family, you have to change your life. You have to prove to them. Instead of talking and giving broken promises, I say I did that before. 
then end of the day I, I my wife divorced me then I I, <laughs> I have to 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 live life by myself and then uh, I lost all the trust I have from my friends then uh, I started to rebuild my life again and then that's how I am what I am today it's all because of these groups of volunteers who we support one another a lot and then uh, we encourage one another a lot and then also a group of people that we can share our problems with this is very important for ethics and uh, also for X, because most of the time uh, we have this mindset, uh, especially for people like me. There's a lot of problems we don't dare to share because why? Ego. Mm. My thing that wow, lao kuya, lost face. But actually, if you don't share your problems, you cannot tell your problems to someone. How are you going to solve that problem? And it will snowball. And one day it will burst and then it will game. Mm. So it's very hard. So I encourage them that if you face problems, struggles <coughs> or anything, uh, share with us or share with someone you trust. Then we see how we can tackle that problem, how we can solve that problem. If you everything you keep to yourself, then there's nothing we can do also. Mm, 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 so mm. this is what another part. So it's a two-way thing. La. Yeah. It's a two-way thing. That's why I tell them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you build up your life again. But you is game over already. So what's your, we talk about the volunteers who came in and you feel inspired by them, that they are giving you essentially time and part of their life. Yes. What about your experience with God? Okay, that was when do you have started to have a closer experience with God? Okay, that was the time when uh, in uh, back in twenty oh eight. There was a time I I, I thought of uh, committing suicide. Give it an end. At that time, I, I was still on drugs, and then uh, I I wanted to jump. So, is that the lowest point in your life? It's it's like something struck me that I I felt very depressed, depressed. So I thought, wow, then all these thoughts came in. Uh, you see, like, you smoke until all your wife, your kids all gone, and your friends all leave you alone, even your brothers don't want to talk to you, avoiding you, everything. You jump down uh, once and for all, settle everything. Mm. So I was thinking, I was standing at the window, and then uh, there's a very soft voice that came in. I said, if you have the courage to jump down, why not you use this courage to walk into a halfway house and change your life? So, can I see? Uh, I dare not jump. Uh. Okay, then for I was thinking, eh, this is not a bad idea also, uh, going to a halfway house. <laughs> so that was the first time I go to a halfway house. But oh, that was the first time I went to a halfway yeah, house. Yeah, okay. with the wrong mindset. Uh, I want to quit my addiction. Oh, as, why, as recently as 2008? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, not successful. So after one year, I left the place and I go back to drugs and I go to another halfway house. Also same. Then until the third time, I think it was uh, 20, 2010, 2011. So I go to that place and then uh, I stay total for about three years. And then uh, I start to, to get close to God. And then uh, uh, at first, I, I can't even read the Bible. 
because once I open, I said, God, I don't know what you're talking about, to be very honest. I totally got no idea what you're talking about in the scripture. Then I pray, I say, God, I want to learn, right? Can you send me your Holy Spirit and guide me while I'm reading your words? Let me understand it easier. And from that time onwards, I, I, I get to read the Bible easier and easier. But you have to practice a lot. So I read a lot of other books together with the Bible, mm. those commentaries, all that. I start to learn from there. And then I, I pray, I say, God, you help me to apply what you say in the Bible into what I'm living now. How do I apply your verses, your message into my life now? And then I, I, I start to understand more. What do you think is the one or two of the biggest lessons that you applied in real life? Applicable one. In real life? Uh? Yeah. We have to be true to ourselves. Uh. And then also, uh, we have to share our problems out. If we are facing a struggles, a problem, uh, we have to look for someone who are able to help us instead of uh, we face it uh, using our own method because our own methods are not workable. So it's good that you have a group of friends beside you uh, to, to, to throw in all these supports when you need. Likewise, you can also, we can also be that support to others. So, so this is what we, I, I learned all these years when we help someone, we are not expecting a return. I'm not expecting something in return for helping you. I only hope that what I help you now, uh, you can pass it on. Which means that when you think you are stronger enough, you are stable, your foundation is strong, or you are very good in your, your own career or your business, you help someone when you saw that someone is in need of help. Just pass it on. So you pass the light forward. Yeah. <coughs> so looking back now, you felt that at that on that day in 2008, when you were standing on the 10th floor, uh-huh. God gave you that message yeah. to ask you to check into the halfway house. Yeah, I, I think so. Mm. And uh, from the halfway house, I start learning. Uh, so especially when I look, up, I, I, I was reading a book about Peter and then uh, I prayed to God also. Peter was the one who walked on the water. I I was praying to God. I say, God, I, I want to be like Peter. I want to encounter you. I, I don't want to be the eleven disciple who was who was sleeping in the boat. I want to be like and then wow, a lot of movement in my life. So when I encounter a lot of grace from God, a lot of help, a lot of uh, uh, times then uh, when I'm facing struggles then I overcome and I learn by the help of uh, all these angels that were sent by God, all these people beside me. That's why I encourage others that come, join our group. We help one another. We uphold one another. We watch over one another's back. Mm. This is what we do. And to you now, every person that you are able to help is one person help. Everyone we help, we, we they will come back and help others. Mm-hmm. We, we, I always remember Mother Teresa, this, this verse, uh, if you cannot fit a hundred feet one, mm. 
So we help one at a time. And from so many volunteers, everybody is helping one. And then we have, we have partners. And actually, every drug abuser that you help, right? Because behind every drug abuser is always more people who are upset and you know feeling very helpless. Their family, their their you know their loved ones. Mm-hmm. So helping one drug abuser is actually helping a uh, more people than more than one. Yeah, but it's a community of their families and their yeah, friends. But we have to focus on that one first. Mm. So when <coughs> is, uh, this individual is getting stronger, and then uh, we will try our best to connect with the family, and then uh, to show them actually what we are doing and what he's doing now. So, so uh, we hope that one day they will recounsel back and uh, they will be they have a good relationship with the family again. Mm. In life, right? So you have been through that uh, mentality whereby it's lan ming yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. That's that was the time when I, I was thinking of committing suicide la. Mm. Nothing left, so nothing to lose la. But gain everything. That's the thought I have. Mm. Once you jump down, you got nothing to lose la, But you gain everything. Everybody have a peaceful life la. Okay, for once and for all, your 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 family will not worry about you and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people they give up because of these thoughts. They never think that hey, actually I can change my life by the help of uh, support groups. Can I ask you what eventually happened to your father? My father died in hospital uh, at the age of seventy. But his drug, his substance abuse, because he was addicted yeah. to heroin, right? Heroin and uh, opium. So, so how did he eventually? Did he die with a clean? Did, did he was he? Uh, did he manage to cut his addiction? Oh no, uh, oh. He 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 was an addict until he he died. <coughs> so uh, my brother helps him a lot to help him the money on uh, help him to obtain the the opium and all that. Mm. So uh, during the day he died, I still remember I was in Thailand doing my NS. So there is a telegram and, and I came back from Thailand and then I go to visit him in the hospital and he was on his table. So that time, uh, the open still with the hospital in the drawer. I think for the first few days, the nurse let him take. So then they changed it. Then another nurse said, cannot. Mm. This is uh, uh, illegal drugs. You cannot take this. That was the time he came over. Mm. So when I came back, he was still in an unconscious state already. Like, uh, like he's waiting for me. I think it seems like he's waiting for me. So he was like half dead and then uh, he was sleeping and then he just opened his eyes. And then he saw me. And he called my nickname yeah, during the young time. He don't call my name anymore. Oh, he called me, hey, you come back already. I say, yeah. I say, Papa, yeah, I come back already. Then he sleep again. Then he wake up again. Then he called me. He called me again. Hey, you come back already. So already in a state of confusion. And yeah, so okay. after three, four times, then I, I talk to him. I say, uh, I, I'm capable of making a living myself now. I'm a big boy now. So if you're tired, you just rest. Mm. Oh. 
you if you're tired you rest lah. don't keep on waking up uh, that was the time he go lah. so actually he had you when he was quite old yeah 50 years old 50 years old then he yeah. had you yeah okay so you can imagine the, the life was very tough for me during the younger days I start half work working I start to work at 9 years old mm. during my school days like half day school morning go to school afternoon go and sell ota all that so Saturday Sunday we go and sell more people last night we don't have 4D, uh, 4D result only printed on newspaper we don't have smartphone all that daily text all don't have so that was the time uh, I, I make my own money and I'm quite smart in making money all that I'm street smart mm. so that's how I support myself all these years okay your wife Yeah, two times, two times your wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's a very good wife, lah. Okay, she, she brings up the kid. Uh, How many kids do you have? I got two boys. Okay, yeah, uh, I got two boys. How old are they? Uh, the eldest one now he's studying NIE for first year, and then the younger boy is uh, Polly, also preschool. So studying preschool. Both uh, probably become teachers, lah. Yeah. Okay, NIE that means. Uh, 29 finish NS already so maybe in his early 20s lah. yeah he's uh, born in year 2000 year 2000 ah millennial baby mm. okay so are you on good terms with them yeah we talk, talk. so okay. uh, until when I came back I, I I do I apologize to my boys and then tell them what happened to me so uh, I think it's It's a must uh, to 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 apologize to them for not being there during that period of time. Were they against the mother remarrying you again? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I never asked them before, like, <laughs> but uh, I think they they're quite good terms with me also. There must have been some apprehension, uh, yeah. when the second time. Yeah, but only for the my younger boys, lah. My younger boys be. We actually, uh, from the beginning, we are actually not in very good term. Mm. But uh, slowly, I think he he understand. Okay, I'm curious about your thoughts on. Uh, recently, there has been some comments uh, yeah. on the death penalty that drug traffickers in Singapore yeah. uh-huh. face. Uh, there are some people who are pro life, right, mm-hmm. and they feel that. Death penalty is a. It's a system mm-hmm. that should not exist in Singapore today. Okay, so we should give chances and all. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate sentence, right, should not be death penalty. Okay. Uh, on the other hand, the Minister for Law and Home Affairs, Minister Shamugam, mm. I think recently he was interviewed by some uh, foreign media. Yeah. Okay. And he also spoke about this death penalty issue. Mm. He spoke about uh, how even with the death penalty, right? Because the trade is so lucrative, mm. so financially rewarding, right? We still see drug abusers mm. and syndicates in Singapore. You know, like we earlier discussed yeah, about. Yeah. Do you support the death penalty, or what are your views on death penalty for drug traffickers? What we have now, a place called home, Singapore, is because of this law, that was being uh, set up by our Mr. Lee, okay, our Lee Kuan Yew. 
we have a place so nice, so many people admire and so many people want to take over. Call home. It's because of this loss. If you don't hit, if you are not trying to to uh, brush with the law, actually this loss does not apply to you. Mm. This is what I always tell them. Definitely, if you don't try to smuggle drugs into Singapore, this definitely is nothing to you. Just like my friends who are smokers, they always complain. Wow, nowadays smoking is very tough. I have to go and look for yellow box ah, and then coming soon ah, and all those uh, uh, parks ah, all those seaside also cannot smoke already. Then I just tell them this law does not apply to me. I quit smoking. So, in another words, in another hand, that means this law only applies to people who are trying to break the laws. So for those who argue about all these penalties, all these things, these are the people we have to look very carefully into their life. I think these are the people who are trying to break the laws. Mm. So my catch is, if you are not trying to break the law or brush with such laws, uh, this law does not apply to you. Mm. You can look at all those other countries, all those junkies hanging around. Recently, I saw clips about Africa. They were so, f- they were so he- heavily addicted to all those cough syrups. It's scary, you know? As young as a five, six, seven years old boy, uh, you can see almost everyone, they have a bottle of cough syrup in their hands. Cough syrup is to feel high also. Yes. They have a certain chemical will make them dozy, go mm. high, but for a while only. Mm. So you can see, especially they are in those uh, very poor places. Uh, they stay in very poor places. It's scary. Mm. Because there have been, recently there have been some executions of traffickers who obviously they are not the, they are not the boss. Uh. Mm. They are just a vehicle. Okay. And some of them, they, I'm sure you can sympathize with them that they might be uh, not in a good place in their life also, financially and all. And that's why they have been uh, brainwashed or they have been caught or they have been influenced to traffic traffic all these drugs. Mm. And unfortunately, they got caught and the law is so strict and such that uh, they have to face the death penalty. La. So This is the consequences. La you have mm-hmm. to face when you choose this. Because uh, we are all grown up, we are all grown up. Uh, anything or everything we do, there is always a consequences that follows up. So, if you are thinking that this is uh, easy money for you to make, by all means, I, I don't know what problems you are facing, but when you do drugs, Definitely, hundred percent. You think this is an easy way to easiest way, fastest way to 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 make money. So you have to face the consequences. So there's nothing to blame. Mm. So this is your choice. Other than your faith, right? Yeah. And Christianity, right? Were there any other things that you did to your own mindset that helped you recover? Uh there are certain things uh, that I have to convince myself. Okay. Just like uh, some people will, 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 will 
give me like share with me uh, wow Brother Irvin, it's very hard to quit. I want to be like you all are, very hard, cannot. And then they were quote excuses. Well, you see this brother, that brother from way, 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 halfway house, while well, he was staying there for 10 years, 12 years, while well, he come out only, well, straight away, he been sun already. So for this this group of people, they actually they are planning excuses for them to relapse. So they uh, they won't be surprised if they relapse lah. Yes. I, if I'm they don't surprised. relapse, then they are surprised themselves yes. la. So they are planning. They are, they are they are finding excuses, scapegoat for them uh, to, to 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 come down the ladder easier. What this is this twelve years already also relapsed. So I don't look at these people. I look at the one who is successful. I told myself, eh, I saw this brother from last night. Me go inside halfway house. After that, he stayed there for many years, and then he become a staff, and then. He go for further his study and then he become a volunteer now. So I, say, so I look at these people and I pray. Like, I say, God, I, I want to be like this. You help me. Mm. And again, this is not a one man's work. You need a group of people to help you. There might not be a lot of group during my times. But this is why we started all this group. We have a group now to help. The only thing is that you have to make the choice to walk to us. Mm. We cannot kidnap you. Mm. Cannot force you. <laughs> yeah, we cannot kidnap you. Oh, you must come to my group or what, what, what. Mm. That end up, we will be inside for kidnapping. Mm. So you have to make that choice to join us. Okay. okay. A lot of people have uh, young people. Mm. Now we talk about YOLO. Eh. Uh, YOLO. <laughs> so YOLO means uh, uh, many things you must at least try. Uh, try one time or at least uh, know what is it about mm. so in fact I was uh, talking to some friends uh. recently Thailand legalized uh, weed yeah so uh, they were also talking about like hey you know if got chance uh, one day go Thailand can try because YOLO not that we want to become drug mm. abuser or drug addicts mm. you know, but just that uh, we want to try one time that's one thing. The other thing that I think the Minister Shamugam has very correctly talked about is uh, when other people, other countries, right, start to legalize this thing and it becomes the norm. And honestly, as I consume uh, US podcasts, right, I, I see all these uh, US celebrities, uh, Snoop Dogg, la, Joe mm. Rogan, la, you know, they talk about smoking weed, uh, like something that's very, very cool. One, you know? mm. If you don't there to do it, right? Or if you never tried before, right? It feels like you are missing out on something in life. Mm. Then you only live once. So you, then you FOMO. <laughs> First you YOLO, then you FOMO. And, and that's why it's, uh, it's, uh, people want to try the first time. Mm. And that's where the slippery slope can, yes. can happen, right? Yes. Uh. Because this type of uh, drugs, uh, the, the chemicals inside that, it will make your mind change, especially they make you feel normal, make you feel good, just like exercising. When you exercise, our brain releases some substance. Ah, Same thing to the drugs. Okay, okay, okay. They make you feel good. And then, uh, especially when we're talking about Singapore laws and other countries, if you think that Thailand opens up, legalize with, you want to go there and try once. Mm. You have to 
tell yourself uh, there is consequences you might have to face. Mm. When you come back Singapore, when you're at the custom, happens that there is operation on that day. When the CMB officer look at your face and they say, okay, come, I need to bring you for urine test. Your life game over, no? your life is gone. Okay, you will be put into DRC. Just for that one time. Mm. Do you think it's worth it? Or why not? For some who always complain about Singapore that we are so straight, we, we, we don't legalize. Why not you make enough money and move yourself out of Singapore? Just give up the give up the, the Singapore Singapore citizenship and move to a place where you like. Happy. That's your life. If you are staying here and you choose to be a Singaporean because it's safe here, and then you complain about government who imply so many rules and regulations that suffocate you, move out. It's a choice, right? Yes, yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice. And then most, most of all, you know the the big boss who uh, who 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 have a big plantation producing all these uh, wheat products in US. This fellow spent so much money looking for scientists, those top doctors, all that scientists to write articles that the, all those are scientific benefits about his production, all these big products. And this fellow forbid his whole family from using the product his company produced. Can you imagine that? It's totally different thing. One In one hand, he asked the scientists to write articles to promote his products. And in another way, he asked he don't let his family use any of his products. If it's, mean? if it's good, he should be giving it to his kids, yeah. right? Sharpen the mind, yeah, you know, yeah. do better mean? in school. Yeah. So this one you have to you you have to be wise la, in 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 yourself that mm. why is he doing such things? I mean what's your philosophy to living life nowadays? What do you think is a good life? A good life is a life that we are free to choose what we want to do it's not what we want to do don't want to do yes okay like now i am free i can choose not to do drugs so i'm happy i'm happy with my life i can meet with friends and then uh, my trust is back and then I'm, I'm helping others to to bring back their trust of their family so this is life the purpose of life that actually we can help someone else this regard of our our, our financial status, our uh, education background, or how rich we are, how handsome, how whatever. we don't need this to help people. We just need a very sincere heart to help people, because when you are helping people, there are groups of people who are observing you. They will actually come in and support you. I have a few support from people who I do totally don't know. But because I'm doing this and then they say, I saw your Facebook, you're doing this, uh, I just want to help you. To help that person. So they remain anonymous. Mm. So you see, we are just like the front line. Okay. But we have to be accountable for what we are doing. Mm. That's why when we go to help, we post. It's not because we want to 
uh, get publicity. We want to uh, boast about what we are doing. It's because there are things that others don't understand. We are accountable. There are certain supports from people we don't know, mm. especially financially. We want to tell them what you, what you pass to us uh, is helping this disease in Sepanye. Has all your money has gone to do this disease? So we are very clear about that. And then you, we promise you won't repeat. So you can see. When what we won't repeat. That repeat. Okay. When we are helping this mm. person, might be there might be someone also sharing. Yeah. Also got support. Mm-hmm. So we tell them, oh, this how much got receipt we show you we take we will send to the the, the donor and then uh, this is your part of money mm. so for this donor will be doing other things uh, we will tell them oh this this money is a uh, donor ppxx okay uh, this this donor they will know so there's accountability and yes. there's transparency in the yeah. process la. it's not about boasting some people they don't understand why wow, you have to help you have to post me is individual. Mm. Are you able to quite uh, be independent in your emotions now, dealing with all this uh, negative s- sound, noise? Yeah, I, I'm... Ever since we have uh, uh, support groups, we have groups of friends, and then uh, we, we can uh, easily cope with these type of things now, especially all those uh, negative comments from other people we just love. We cannot stop them. Uh. Yeah. But we can stop ourselves from uh, how we respond to his comment. There will always be people who come yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we, we cannot stop anybody from talking. Uh. And but they are just can, keyboard warriors. They are just... Yeah, you know, yeah. So, uh, but we can stop ourselves <coughs> on uh, responding to him. Uh. Hmm. So we have to learn how to turn away sometimes. Uh. So what's your advice for people who are still stuck in the cycle? Look for help. Look for help. Yes. You can always uh, come to us. Yeah, you can look for us on Facebook. You send us message through messengers. Then see how we can offer help to you or how we can link you to institution that can help you. Or you can, if you want to remain anonymous, like you've got friends, you know they're on drugs and then uh, you, you don't want to, to, to let people know who you are, then there is also hotline. Like Sana, talk to Sana. You all can Google talk to Sana. Then uh, you, there is a hotline you can call. There is a train. Uh, they are there are trained counselors. Then they can talk to you. Then you will remain anonymous. Mm. Uh, so it's very difficult to do it alone. Uh. Very difficult. Mm. Even now we don't help addicts alone. For us, if uh, we have to go and help someone, we will go in a team, either two or three. We, we don't go alone mm. because the temptation is too strong. Oh. The temptation is too strong and then also uh, because of our background uh, and then uh, it's not wise uh, to go alone. So normally we were, we were caught up. The temptation is the temptation to experience the drug again. You see, uh, there are sometimes this, this devil we would like to treat you throw in things uh, in your Flirt mind. Flood with uh. you. Uh. Yeah, I say, uh, mm. you are doing so well now. Uh, even you smoke, nobody would know. Uh. You see, these are the, the, the things that will happen in our mind. Don't worry. Uh. Nobody knows. Uh, mm-hmm. Just take one path to path. See, these, these are the things we have to avoid. 
we don't give him chance to tame us. So the best thing is that uh, we work in a group. So have a support network. Yes. Go in two, three percent, like triangle, yes. stronger than yes. one dot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, just now you talk about your regret. Uh. Mm. Only one. Uh, not yeah. studying hard. Not studying hard enough. Recently, I learned this phrase. It's called the uh, one ban jie xia ping, wei you du su gao. You know? Yeah. Only education is uh, something that yeah. is truly we can change life. Yeah. A lot of people, they don't think it that way. They thought, hey, actually, when you are studying, you, you are, you're reading a lot of things, it will make you wiser. And you tend to know more. This is uh, why uh, I, I, once since I started to, to do the, the tri-trails, uh, we go into a lot of history things. So uh, this was totally another word to me. See, right? I, I, PSLE, I got go through all these history things and then uh, especially you have to lead a tour and then you have to talk to them, explain to them and then sometimes people will throw questions at you, all those funny, funny questions. They might know more than you. Mm. So how we react? How we uh, react and then uh, bring out in a more more candid way to let people know more about Singapore. So this is a challenge. Uh. We go through and then uh, we survive. And then uh, we're training people. So everything is possible uh, as long as we put in effort. People have this, sometimes have this wrong impression of education. They think that it's go to school. Then like, it's really past you already. Mm. Really past the age to study and to learn. Mm. But actually, like you said earlier, learning is a lifelong thing. Yeah, learning is. And a you can life. always make a decision to learn new things. Yeah. Other than the Bible, were there any other resources that help you? Any particular book or any like YouTube channel or someone that you watch? You know. Uh, I sometimes I when I want to know something, I will Google, mm. and then I start. Once you start Google for one thing, uh, and then is you will link to other others things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we keep learning, uh. So I think now we have smartphone is very convenient for us to 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 uh, gain more knowledge or that, because most of all these articles are written by very uh, uh, smart people. Yep, they are all those uh, scientists, doctors, all that. They wrote down they're very successful businessmen. So we learn in a shorter way. Instead of them, they have gone through so much in order to write this thing out. But we are learning in a, in an express one. Mm. So we have to feel very blessed mm. in this era. I think yeah. we are very blessed. Yeah. So until the day you uh, finish this journey on this this part of your life, right? Yeah. What's your goal for the rest of your time and your life this journey you mean on earth on earth because you uh, you also mentioned about how until the day you die then you can say about yeah. I am clean and I'm successful right yeah so my only wish when I die I go back to see my creator and then he tell me yeah you're my faithful servant welcome home instead of telling me I don't know you so our biggest wish is we go back to our creator and our creator welcome us home. Say welcome back, my faithful and loyal servant. I have a priest for you. This mm. is what we want. 
Okay. Uh, and what are your plans, short term or long term? What can people expect from you? Uh, for now, we live day by day. Because mm. tomorrow is never promised. So uh, whenever today, if we met someone who need help and uh, we we are able we are able to to offer that help just help be it just a, a cup of water or, or or simple meal within the capacity or yes. what you can do yeah because tomorrow nobody knows about tomorrow okay what's your concern on your mind right now my concern ah yeah my concern of course my wife two boys i hope they they have a healthy body and then also especially my kids ah that uh, they can grow up to become uh, who they really want. They can be happy for what they're doing. They have the passion in their the, the, the career they choose for themselves. Uh, this, this is what I want. Uh. I'm not expecting anything back from them. I just hope that they live their life happily because one day they're going to become a parent also mm-hmm. and they will have their own life to encounter. Yep. Yeah. Do you have a message for your wife? Uh. The only thing I, I I want to say to her is uh, I want to thank thank her for all these years that uh, even when I was on drugs she bring the kids away, she make a wise choice so that my all my activities was not exposed to the kids during their younger days. Uh, she is a very good wife. I I, I thank her and uh, just want to tell her I love you. I love you uh, for what you have done to the family. You're a great wife, a great mom, and a great friend. Yeah, because your kid could have grown up in an environment, right? Yeah. Whereby they saw their father, you know, abusing substance and yeah. all. Yeah. My mother, I uh, shared this with this story about my mother. Uh-huh. My family, right, is a Pai Pai family. Okay. So my parents, right, my father, my father, and his cousins, right, since young, uh, their favorite pastime is to hang out at the temple. Then got festivities, you know, got uh, events and they love to go and uh, help and they will hang out in the temple. So my father, uh, his cousins and many of his children, right, also grew up with a similar kind of environment also. Because the father go to the temple, then the kids follow and they, they go to the same environment. My mother, after she married my father, right, she said that we not allowed to go to the temple except uh Two three times a year, that means during the uh, the God's birthday, a uh, big event, right? Okay, the kids can go, go and pray, go and ask for you know, pray for good health, pray for good studies and everything. Chinese New Year, all of us will go to the temple together, but normal days, right? No, don't go there and car call and go there and you know and just hang around there and do nothing, you know. So my mother has always uh, felt that environment is very important, also. And I also thank my mother because I think that if not for her philosophy, right, I know that my when I was younger, right, my my focus might not be so much on studies. It might just be to go and have fun at the temple, you know, enjoy some activities, some festivities, and all. And the uh, environment is very important. Yeah. Do you have any other things to add? Yeah, talking about temple, I was grow up in the environment. Uh. I learned a lot of things in the temple during mm. my younger days. What's your most memorable experience or 
actually it's a journey la. I, I I want to thank God that uh, he has put me in a journey to learn all these so many things about religious so I get to know more I'm more equipped in uh, knowing all these uh, religious uh. so uh, most of most of the religious like everyone always say teaches people to be good all these religious teach people to be good but uh, for for us uh, so I, I, I got no comment about other religious but for us Christianity we are not a religion we Christianity is a relationship with God mm. so for what teaches us is that love love the people who are beside you respect them love them when they are still alive this is the biggest thing we have to do when our parents are still alive we treat them well be filial to them okay because uh, one day when they are gone no matter how many food you put on the table or how hard you call them they won't be able to eat so when they are still alive feed them well okay whatever they like to eat just buy for them accompany them so this is the most important thing i want to share with people if you still have a parents beside you spend a little bit more time with them they are not those parents for me i'm a parents now i i'm not expecting my son or oh, next time when you make a lot of money or you must buy this buy that for me you might, i want to eat this no as long as they come back i can cook a simple porridge or they buy a simple chichong pan or whatever they eat with me i'm very happy because why they are safe they are healthy this is what parent wish so i wish all parents out there and uh, all the people out there spend a little time with your family mm. especially got elderly at home just eat with them drink coffee with them or even when they chit chat chit chat with them whatever they want to say love with them just love with them because they might be gone any any time okay for us same lah do you get in touch with your mother again oh my mom no more yeah. my mom passed on when i was 12 <gasps> years old 3 years old 12 years oh 12 years old so seven okay. she left us then 12 years old when i go and see her again it was a week service oh okay so you never had a chance to so in between i saw her twice okay there was the first time she came back to visit mm. through other people lah. the second time i was hospitalized and then she go to hospital to visit me she can see you okay okay so it's quite blur lah, her mm. image quite blur yeah after so many years do you have any other things to add mm. i think that's all i have covered quite a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah we've got quite a lot Thank you for sharing today. Yeah, thanks for having me here. No, it's an honor. <laughs> I actually one thing that I didn't expect was that I didn't expect you to actually. I thought you were clean for quite many years already. Mm. Actually, it's quite fairly recent. Yeah, about twelve, fourteen years, twelve years. You have been sober for about eleven years, twelve yeah, years now yeah. since twenty, uh, twenty ten, twenty eleven, twenty eleven, twenty ten, twenty eleven. It's not a very long time. Yeah, it's not long. Yeah, it's not very. That's long why time. I always say, uh, only after the day we die, we yeah. can consider successful. Yeah. Okay. 
And also, okay, maybe one last question. You know, for people right, who sometimes they feel that uh, they don't have fun with Christianity. Mm. <laughs> Because sometimes, for, for me, uh, sometimes my impression, right, when people talk about Christianity, right, they, people always talk about the relationship with God mm. and the message that God sent them, right? Mm. And sometimes you feel like, no, don't have, like, I don't have this kind of connection, like, you know. Mm. For people who are um, curious and they are trying to accept God into their life, right? Mm. But they are feeling a bit apprehensive. Is this for me, you know, and all? What's your what? What would you like to tell them? So many people they have uh, different views on uh, Christians okay, because uh, Christians also got many dominions. Uh, so they are charismatic. They are they are, they are Presbyterian all that. Mm. So it depends on how you look at that person and uh, that's why I say it's a relationship between you and God not you and pastor you and your elder or who okay they are just a servant of God that God appointed them to teach in the church so you have to build your own relationship with God which means just like you if you have a girlfriend you spend time with her you know what she like to eat you know what she like to drink you know what she don't like you avoid doing things she she don't like Same thing. If you spend enough time with God, you will definitely slowly you will understand. So for you, you spend time with God, by uh, we do quiet times. Uh, until today, we st- I, I still do quiet time. Quiet in time the morning. Oh, so that means I you read the Bible. Oh, and then uh, pray, and then uh, read through the message uh, on the day when I read and I ask God, what do you want to tell me today? So so this is a time. I will not miss. Be it early in the morning, or even sometimes morning, I I really don't have that extra time. I must make sure I do it. Sometime in the day. Yes. Okay. Be it in a, uh, even in the train, you can do that. Mm. Because smartphone, that's why it is so convenient. We can we can use our smartphone. We can use Bible apps, all that. So there is no way that you tell people I got no time. So, because in the whole course of a day, yeah, it's everybody a matter of whether you want or don't want. Yeah, everybody decision lah again. Yeah, everybody got twenty four hours a day. Nobody got extra. I don't have extra. Even mm. our president, they only also same twenty four hours a day. So if they can do so much thing, and then we are finding excuses that oh, I don't have enough time, or that is, I think it's very lousy. Mm. <laughs> so it, it's it's a choice lah. There's always everything. There's a choice lah. Either you want to do it or don't want. Okay, great. Okay. I think I thank you so much for making time here today. Yeah, thanks too. Uh, I wish you and your family good health. Yeah, thank you. Well, very important now. <laughs> yeah, good health. Good health. I see that you have been uh, very responsible also testing for COVID and all. You know, yeah, because of my elder boy, he he mm. caught COVID positive. Oh, okay. So my whole family lah. So we are doing this for five days uh, straight mm. continuously. So today is the day five lah. Okay, great. Uh, and also, I also always feel that. Like you know, earlier before we started, we were talking about how all this content that's put out, right? Mm. In the course of the years, that this piece of content is on YouTube. Mm. If someone just, even just one person, you know, yeah. can look at this conversation that we had today and be inspired to seek help or to do something a change to their life or to make their life better, right? I think we have not. Uh, waste our time today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
I I always believe that uh, someone somewhere out there that this message can reach out to them that they can still find hope and love in the message. So don't give up. Just like what other people did to me during my incarceration, they never gave up on us. So I'm I'm not giving up on anyone of of the the addicts. And never give up on yourself also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah keep on moving, lah. Yeah. If there's still tomorrow, there's still hope. Yeah, every morning when mm. we can open up our eyes, there's a new hope. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you, Alvin. Yeah, thanks. Thank too. you so much for your yeah. time. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you.